Welcome to the Vancouver True Crime Podcast. In this episode of True Crime Gangster Stories with David V, he talks about how his life in organized crime directly impacted his family. I call this episode Family Matters. So one quick thing I would like to address is I get the occasional comment and why do I have such a person like David V? on the podcast some people very disapprove of the things he's done and his lifestyle choices and i understand why they could feel that way but for one it is a true crime podcast and second of all he is a living source that's willing to come on the podcast and talk openly and candidly about his lifestyle and give first-hand accounts of a life and characters that movies are made out of and books are written about and Netflix series and documentaries and we as a society are fascinated with criminals and mafia characters and gangsters and you know the thousands and thousands of books and movies that have been written by these people being a true crime podcast it's for me it's an honor to find someone who is a living, breathing source of, of this world, who's willing to come and talk openly and candidly about his experiences. And for me, it's fascinating. I don't approve of the things he's done, but the David I know has been a good friend. He's been a very positive person, and he lives a very peaceful, quiet lifestyle. And he's hoping that his message will help people maybe change out of this lifestyle. So without further ado, let's get in on the episode. Thank you so much. Hi, David. Uh, it's good to talk to you again. And how have you been? I'm doing fine. And yourself? Well, not too bad. Busy with the kids. School is almost finished. Looking forward to summer. And uh, so in this podcast, I thought we'd talk about... Uh, your family and how you know your lifestyle and all the stuff that you know all your all the all your life events and how it affected them okay yeah and, and I think it's also good you know for the listeners to understand um, that at the end of the day no matter what you get into or don't get into it's your family that's going to stick beside you. Your family is going to help you through these dark and challenging moments. And they have with you. Your family were very loyal to you. They've helped you through some pretty amazing situations. You know, some of the stories you've told me, it just blows my mind. And, and, um, and so I think the, the listeners would love to, to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Blood is thicker than water, man. And that saying is so, so true. Yeah, blood is thicker than water. It's it's your family who's going to stay with you to the end. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell a little bit about your family? Let me start with your mother. Your mother has a very interesting background. Yeah, my mother. She uh, she's she's from uh, an island called Malta, and my mother was a nun. She was a nun for fifteen years. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, prior to being, she was, a, her, her, her mother was very dysfunctional to her, uh, very abusive. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, yeah, and um, my great, my great uncle, uh, 
my great uncle was uh, uh, my, my my mother uh, uh, being in a dysfunctional family with her with her mother uh, being very abusive. My great uncle, being a bishop, took her took my mother out of that situation and put her into a convent. And my mother, being in the convent, she became a nun. She was a nun for fifteen years. And um, yeah, she ended up getting sick. She ended up getting sick in uh, Malta. And uh, my uncle, my great uncle, decided to uh, send her to Canada and arrange and arrange a marriage. And um, that ended up being dysfunctional too. Right. And yeah, so that, uh, he ended up stealing, uh, kidnapping her son, oh and God. taking up. Yeah, yeah. He was three years old. His, uh, his name's Tony, my my stepbrother. And uh, took off with him to England. Anyway, she left her stranded, and uh, the next door neighbor was uh, happens to be my father. <laughs> oh, oh, there you yeah, go. yeah, she's a pretty woman, of course. And um, he's knowing, you know, the circumstances and that she's stranded, and of course, hey, pretty lady, you know, I'll take care of you. And uh, yeah, that's how I came to be. Awesome. Uh, do you yeah. think the her being a nun was a positive experience? Did she talk about her a lot, or is this something that she didn't really want to talk about? No, it was it was positive because my mother, uh, yeah, she, it was part of her identity, man. Truly, was part of her identity. There was t- there was times I'd be I'd be waking up in the middle of the night. My mother would be uh, on her knees, throwing holy water on me, <laughs> praying <laughs> over me. And I said, "What's going on?" Oh wow! <laughs> you know, she goes, "Oh, I'm just praying over you. I'm trying to get you to be better." <laughs> So your uncle was a, a saint? And he was a saint, yeah. That's cool. Well, tell, tell us about that a little bit. Well, they have, they have a feast for him once a year to uh, to celebrate uh, who he was. Uh, yeah, every year they, they have a, this massive feast for him with fireworks and the people are on the streets. It's, just, it's, it's, it's quite a celebration. Wow. I, I'm honored. Yeah, I'm very honored, man. Knowing my my great uncle was a bishop, you know, was a bishop and a saint. Uh, but but the, the pope, uh, the pope, you know, he's not just he made him a saint. So, so you talked about. Um, uh, remember, you told me a story about when you were in a cafe with your mother. That that was a cool story. Yeah, you were counting was, cash. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh, Downtown Toronto. I was uh, with my mother. I had to, I had to do a pickup, and usually when I do a pickup, it's a larger amount of money. And when I go, I usually pack a, a gun with me at all times. So I'm with my mother, and I, uh, I go down to the bar, and I meet somebody there, and uh, he hands me a big wad of cash, and I slip it in my, uh, my, my jacket pocket, and. You know, shake his hand, say, "Yeah, okay, thank you. See you later." La la la. So I said to my mother, "Come on, let's go uh, grab a booth uh, over there. I need to uh, sit down, and count some money." I'm like, oh, "Okay." So we go uh, grab a booth. We're sitting down, and uh, I pull out this big wad of money, and I started counting on the on the on the table. You know, this is a rest. This is a bar. You know, right. uh, you know. And the the bar knows me. The, the, the waitress, everybody knows me. I'm just like I'm. A, they all know me. So, anyways, 
I got all this cash on this table. And my mother, she, she says to me, she's getting a little nervous. She says to me, David, David. She says, don't, don't get upset with me here. She says, uh, I know you're a tough guy and everything. She says, but there's like three, four guys over there. And they're looking at you right now, counting all this all money. Cash, yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, she, and they're going to come and they're going to rob you. And I, and I started laughing. She goes, what's so funny? I says, Ma, don't worry about it. I says, anybody come and rob us, I'll be shooting them. <laughs> my, mother, my mother, she looks at me, what? Shoot them? She goes, well, what do you shoot them with what? You got a gun? I said, yeah, of course I got a gun, Ma. She goes, no. I says, yeah, of course I got a gun. Okay. I'm, I'm talking crazy. She goes, well, show me the gun. I said, oh, Ma, come on. She says, Ma, show me this gun. <laughs> so, but knowing my mother, if I don't show her this gun, it's not going to stop. So that's okay. So I said, here, I, I, I had it in my boot. It, it's in a holster. It's right. Like, it's, it, anyways, so I'm tapping her her leg just to let her feel it. She says, no, no, no. I don't want to see it. I want to see it. Oh, geez. All right. So I take it out of my hole. I lean down. I take it out of my boot and I pass it to her under the table. And she has it in her hand and she scurries off to the washroom. And then she comes back up and she passes it to me and her face is like, white as a ghost and i said are you happy now she goes yeah 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 okay okay she says i said anyways i'm finished counting the money now so i, I <laughs> are you are you are you satisfied you're safe and she says yeah i'm satisfied <laughs> oh that's hilarious so she yeah, was in total yeah. like shock was that the first time she ever seen like a like a gun on you or just in general or yeah because i was you know i was just about 20 years old at that time I, wow. I just left the gas works and I was right. at the tube then and um, you know I, I kind of I was branching out uh, I was I actually working with Bill uh, working with Bill a little bit then and um, yeah I was just branching out and this was all new to my mom like you know she she didn't know I was you know she knew I was you know I was pot and you know hash and this and that but she didn't know how the extent of my right life. how big how deep you were in maybe just yeah, for the audience she, so the listeners is tell, tell the the listener who Bill is well Bill was uh, the Colombian cartel I worked for Bill I was his bodyguard and his confidant and um, yeah I, uh, I did a lot of work for him I sold a lot of drugs for him and uh, I did a lot of work for him uh, I was his bodyguard uh, and uh, I did pick up cash, like, you know, like at this time I go pick up a lot of cash for him. Uh, I drop off a lot of cash for him. Uh, you know, I pick up people for him. Right. Uh, I, you know, and I shoot people for him. Wow. You're busy. <laughs> you know, I do, yeah, yeah. I, I did a lot of work for Bill, so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, too, I don't I remember. I remember you were t we were talking on the weekend, and uh, when you moved back home after the whole uh, the dynamite that that's in the uh, the one of the first podcasts we did, where you you talked about your apartment getting dynamited. Yeah, that was yeah. at Mike's place. The, the explosion. Yeah. Right, and then yeah, um, the, 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 how did that? You know, I'm just I'm just saying, it's just like that's a conversation. Like, hey, Dad, I got to move home. My place got blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. He, you know. So here I am. I got. You know. I need a place to stay. Right. And where else am I? You know. I, I go. I go see my dad. I says. Uh, I had a lot of heat on me. A lot of right. heat. 
lot of heat, you know, so I, I had to lay low for a little while. I can't be doing a lot of stuff that I was doing. I just couldn't. Right. You know, I couldn't just go get an apartment because I had to pay rent there and that. And, you know, I, and I'm a hustler. Right. And I, I was being watched now, so I can't do a lot of shit that I was doing. So I had to lay low. So the only thing I could lay low was go to my dad's place. So I go to my dad. I say, hey, dad, uh, you know, can I, uh, can I stay here for a while, please? He looks at me. He says, oh, no. Dave, he says, I'm not going to get bombed or anything, oh am I? God, eh? I says, no, wow. Dad, no. Yeah, wow. Of course, you know, he's got to yeah. ask these questions, right? Yeah, of course, says, no, right? Yeah. yeah, I says, no, Dad. I says, no, no. I says, I, I explained to him, I says, I have so much police watching me right now, Dad. I says, they're going to be watching this house, and you're going to have the safest house on the block. Anyways, he says, of course, my dad said yes, you know. So I stayed with my dad, you know, till uh, things cooled down. And, uh, yeah, God bless him, man. It was, again, your father, my father, you, you know, come on. Yeah, of course, David, you can come sit with me. Yeah. Well, it was good he was there yeah. for you. No matter, no matter how, you know, that's a pretty extreme circumstance, right? I mean, like, how many people have to move home because their, their place got blown up with dynamite? That's like that in itself is mind-blowing, right? Of course, of course, you know, you know, he, he's, he's here's his here's his son, yeah. and his friends are contacting him to tell him to turn on the TV because oh, his son's wow. on the news, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and then he's you know he's going to work and he, he sees people on the newspaper reading newspapers. And there's his son on the front page, you know, like yeah, it's a it's a lot of yeah. And my dad is a European guy to boot, you know. He, he's you know a very. Uh, hardcore uh, workaholic kind of guy uh, he never stole a thing in his life you know he's just a good man and yeah it's not very solid you know yeah very so uh, good a good-hearted man but it, the love he had for me was my god and now as an as an adult uh, you know i appreciate it right i can understand it before i as a youngster i was very selfish very naive you know but now as an adult and who I am now, I, I understand this. Right, This man had so much love for me. Told me a story once when you were driving, um, you got pulled over by the cops, and your mom's in the car, and she was holding for you. Did we break down that situation? That, that, that was a crazy situation. Right. Again, here I am. I'm working for Bill for the Colombian Cartel. And what ha the situation is, I mean, I had to transport Vancouver to Vancouver, uh, a lot of cocaine to Vancouver, which I did. And now uh, I had to transport this cocaine from Vancouver to Edmonton. So I'm driving it back to Edmonton. And then at that time, again, I'm only 20, 21, and uh, I just had a beginner's uh, license. At that time, uh, it called the 365. And I had a friend with me um, who had a license. And he was on the passenger side, and my mother was in the back seat. And in the back seat, my mother was sitting on a few kilos of cocaine. Wow. Oh, yeah, a whole lot of uh, there was a whole lot of cash, and uh, I had some guns on in the back seat also. Now my mother knew all this, you know, she knew all this. So, anyways, we're you know we're driving, I'm driving, and I'm stoned on heroin. As you know, both of us, me and Buddy, and I'm we're both scratching like. We're scratching like crazy high on heroin. My mother goes to me, David, you got fleas or something? Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I go, no, Ma, I don't got fleas. She goes, why are you scratching so much? You guys are scratching like monkeys. I says, it's the drugs. It, says, it makes you do this. 
she goes, and this is enjoyable? I said, well, yeah, it's got other benefits to it. And anyways, so we're driving. I'm, I'm going by Jasper's. All of a sudden, the, the siren, there's lights. Police are pulling me up, wanting me to pull over. And all of a sudden, my mother, she's, she's freaking out. She said, I said, Mom, relax, just relax. And then I, I had a, a big bag uh, of this heroin on me, and I take it out of my out of my pocket and I said here mom hang on to this too please <laughs> I passed it to my mom wow. and she puts it on her bra in her bra for me right so anyways she's, she's so we pop the police come that come over and uh, yes uh, you know he, he says yes a license and so on registration and I just pull up this beginner's license I had and, and the ownership of the car which which my buddy next door next to me was his car so as soon as I pull out the, the beginner's license the, the, the attitude of this police officer changed completely. He was, <laughs> he said, oh, he says to me, oh, buddy, he says, oh, I see. You're just starting to, to learn how to drive. <laughs> I go, yeah, the officer, just, right. you know, just beginning. Yeah, yeah. He says, well, this is what you did wrong. So now he's explaining what I did wrong oh, and wow. this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he looks, he sees my mom in the back seat. And buddy, in the, the guy in the front seat, you know, he's clean cut too, you know. And, uh, yeah, he just tell you know, he's just telling, he's just giving me the right act, what I did wrong and what I should do next time to not make that mistake. And I thanked him very much and he handed me the, my beginner's license and uh, he sent me on my merry way. And yeah, and, <laughs> and I, and my mother, my gosh, she must have been sweating five or six pounds off of her, man. Wow, that must have been yeah, poor woman, poor lady. She must give her a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, poor woman. You no, know, she, she, yeah. And the, the funny thing was, she wasn't going to pass me the heroin back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she wasn't passing. Uh-huh. This stuff is no good for you. <laughs> yeah. It's not like she was a good mother, though. Yeah, God bless her soul. Yeah, she was my she was my, my best friend too. My best Aww. friend. Well, that's cool. So when you were locked up, you know, mm. and of course, you know, when we talked about in your pod in the in the previous podcast, and you you guessed about seventeen, eighteen years and combined, like all together, and and again, what we talked about a lot in the other podcasts, and you broke this down really well, is your friends barely visit you when you're in there. You know, and it's your parents coming in and yeah, helping the, you and putting money on your books and things like that. And yeah, uh, exactly. No, the, yeah, it's only your family. It's only your family. But in in this circumstance, your, your mom helped you out in in kind of an unconventional way. Yeah, my mom. Like I said, my mom, my mom was the my mom was so solid, man. Like you know, she'd do anything for me, anything and everything. Poor woman, you got to figure this out. I was in, I, I'm in the town of uh, Kingston, because right. that's where the the penitentiaries were in that town. You know, so my mother's traveling from Vancouver. Uh, you know, she fly out to Toronto, and then from Toronto she'd bus it out to uh, out to Kingston, and then. She'd stay at the, uh, the John Howard house there, and she, you know, sometimes I have trailer visits, and she, you know, she'd come for trailer visits, and, 
you know, she'd come, you know, for well, once a year, she'd come every year or every second year and she'd, you know, stay a week, two weeks, you know, in, in Kingston for oh, PFVs wow. and okay. after the trailer, PFVs are family visits for right. three days in a, in a trailer, mm-hmm. just you and your family or you and your wife, whatever it is. And after that trailer visit, you know, um, you know, cause she still have more time. She'd still come and visit me while she was still in, in Kingston. Right. And mom would always bring and mom would always bring me like large, large dope. Wow. She'd bring me large dope. See her, yeah, man. Her her husband uh, Jimmy he died of cancer, and he never took his med- like most of his medication. He never took it for right. cancer. And I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking hard, man. You know, if, if you know anything about cancer, yes, they, they yes. give their patients opiates, heavy, lots yeah, of they opiates. give them heavy medic, yes, yeah. large, strong medication. And she bring and she'd bring me like thousands of pills, and um, and one pill in the jail, uh, at different strengths to boot. Right. And every strength is, it, it, it was worth more money. The stronger, the more money. It, you know, a hundred milligram pill. You know, you you get four or five people high on that one pill. Right. Right. So you know that one pill. I, yeah, that one pill I'm selling for like hundred and fifty dollars for a pill. Wow. So yeah, mom. Yeah, so when when my mom came the first time, she came with a, a package with all these morphines. She's we're in the visiting room, and um, you know she 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 you know, she, you know to think you're bringing in a you're, these people is an intimidating place. This Collins Bay. For sure, yeah. You know, you're it's a giant guns are, yeah, you got guards with machine guns walking around. You know, it's, it's an intimidating place. You know, and they're, they're telling. Uh, five foot four, um, you know, black hair, beautiful woman. You know, even in her old age, she never looked her age. Very classy, you know. So you you, you wouldn't suspect a woman like that to bring drugs, anyways. You know. So yeah, mom, mom, mom. She yeah, she she had a lot, she was solid, man. <laughs> she was solid. Uh, God bless her soul. But anyway, so I'm in the, I'm in a visiting room with my mom. And my mom, you know, she speaks to me now, Maltese. She says, you know, uh, she says, I, I brought you that, you know. I says, oh, good. Thank you very much, ma. And she goes, uh, how do you want me to bring, get past this to you? You know, how are, you, how are we going to do this? I says, oh, don't worry about it. I says, I'll, I'll let you know when to pass it to me. And to make a long story short, she passes it to me. <laughs> so... Uh, after you know we had our visit uh i you know i had to do you know we have our ways of bringing it in and i took care of that situation and after our visit i gave my kiss and uh it was it was in the morning time and she says well i'll come and see you in the afternoon and i said sure ma of course so i give my good kiss with a hug and a kiss and i said see you in the afternoon so i go back to the back into the jail within you know a few hours I made about a thousand dollars easily. Wow, with, wow. Yeah, easily, and that's this is from lunchtime. Now right. I have a visit. A visit. Now you're going back. That, that, there's a count. Right. There's a, there's a count, and then now there's lunch, and then it's called workup. So you from right. within that time, mm-hmm. and then within that time, and that's sure, and that fast, I made a thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. Maybe okay. break down the, 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 the crazy costs of, of uh, you know, drugs on the street compared to inside. Like, and, and maybe so people get an idea, like, well, how expensive they are when you're inside. 
Now we're talking now. Now we're talking about 1985. Now, right. but now I'm, I'm sure it's even crazier now. Right. But back when I was doing time in 1985, uh, a say three oil paper. You get a pa- three oil papers. You get a, you know what I mean. You get oil paper, uh, cigarette paper. Right. Right. Roll a joint. Yeah. Three of those papers. You would have to spend a whole carton for three of those. Wow, and that would be like heroin on it, like like on no, like, no, no, just oil, oil, like oil, like oh, uh, like hash oil. Yeah, hash oh, okay, oil to okay. smoke. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, a whole carton would, would buy that, or right. five volumes would back then would would buy you a carton would buy you five volumes, five pills. Right. And how much is a carton? That's a lot of money, you know, a carton right. of cigarettes. Yeah. So. You know, like, and the pills that I had, morphine pills, that's, you know, they're like heroin, you're, you're injectable. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, back to, that's, that's four, four flaps. So that's, uh, that's a lot, that's, uh, I could sell that for anywhere $150 for that one pill, even more if I wanted to. So, um, anyways, I, I made $1,000 quick, uh, very quick. And so I go back to the visiting room. And my mother comes to, comes into the visiting room. She sits down. We grab a coffee. I says, "Ma, I says I got some money for you." She goes, "You got some money for me?" I says, "Yeah, yeah, I got some money." She goes, "Well, well, well how much money you have for me?" I said, "Well, I got you a thousand dollars." She goes, "A thousand dollars?" Wow. She said, Where? She goes, "Where'd you get that money from? A thousand dollars?" I says, "Well, I, you know, people in the jail have money. I sold some pills." I says, "But by tomorrow, next visit, I'll have even more money for you." You know, I says, "That was just, you know, I had to work fast for you." But anyway, she was, she was, she couldn't believe it. She just couldn't believe it. So yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I set her up because she was at the. I told her, you know, because there was. Uh, in the Kingston, you can go do these tours on the boat there. They 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 go around the island and that, and you can have the dinner on these boats. And there's oh, music. Nice. Yeah, I told her to go on that to go enjoy herself. You know, right, like, a little vacation. A little vacation, like you know, you brought me all this, all this good, all this pill, all this money, all this dope for me, and it's helping me so much. So it's the least I can do is show her a good time, right? So yeah, so so while she was there, I you know while she was here for that week, I I put thousands of dollars in her in her purse. Well, I must made her happy. <laughs> oh yeah, it made her very happy. It made her very happy. God, I was so happy I could do that for her. You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So she so she got uh, quite the quite a, a lesson of uh, how things worked in the institution. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like she had nerves of steel. Well, you know what? Uh, my mother was. Uh, she was uh, actually an addict herself. She was. A, she was. Uh, she did volumes. My mother. She was addicted to uh, Tylenol threes and volumes. You know. Um, yeah, she, you know, she didn't have the casual kind of addict. Right. She, you know, she had the little pain here. Her, she when her nerves were a little bothered, she'd take a volume here, and she was doing it. So she was an addict. Bottom line, she was an addict. She did this for years. So um, when my mother was going to do something, she'd pop a couple of limes. She'd get herself, <laughs> she'd get herself all, all pilled up. Oh wow! And yeah, God bless her. She get herself all pilled up, and then uh, once she uh, was ready to do something, she uh, she was ready, and uh, she did it. You know, even in our family visits, you know, my God, uh, 
you know, these were visits where you came in for the three days. Right. And she come in large. I'm talking, I, I'd have packages like, man, yeah, man, I, 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 I was big. I had a lot of, I, had, I, I was doing good, I'll tell you that. When my mom came to see me every year at that time, I was set. Uh, I was set. She, she really helped me out large, man. Wow. God bless her soul. Regardless of circumstances, it, it's 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 amazing that she you know was there for you. you know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Again, who who was else there for me? My mother. I mean, I had I had a, a girl that uh, remember. I was, I'm not the person that I am now. Right. I was you know, I, I was had this girl there where she used me. I used her. You know, and uh, she, uh, she I just used her for dope. You know, she'd bring me my packages. She'd come. You know, I. You know, we'd fool around, you know, uh, give her her thrill, make her feel uh, special and uh, send her off for her way, right? But, uh, you know, it was nothing compared to my mom, which my mom brought me, right? So, right. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was huge, it was huge. Remember that uh, you told me a funny story about your dad and uh, you held his vacuum cleaner hostage. <laughs> that was kind of a funny story. I'm sure that yeah, that was, that was a time... Uh, uh, I had uh, I had uh, I had uh, extorted somebody, and um, it got really ugly between me and this uh, me and this person here that uh, I had extorted for somebody. He ended up getting a little brave, a little too brave for his own good. Anyways, um, so uh, a couple of guys. Uh, I was have downtown. I was in a club called Checkers. Me and a couple of people were with me. One of the guys was my brother-in-law, Jamie. And um, here comes a couple of good people that I knew, and they, they said, "Hey, Davey, listen, uh, the guy, the, the guy that I they were, they were talking for the guy that I extorted. They're saying, listen, man, you guys, why don't you meet up with him and straighten this out, you know, because what I did is when I extorted him and got the money that I had to get from him, I took his jewelry too. He had some expensive, expensive jewelry on him that I confiscated on him. And it was, and to him, it was very sentimental. Right. I didn't know that. Right. I just saw, the, I just saw, you know, flash. And they were telling me that, you know, it was sentimental and, you know, he liked him back. And, and to me, I said, oh, hell with him. I ain't going to get nothing back, you know. And But these two guys I had respect for, right? So right. they, you know, they had must have had a deal with this guy to come, you know, to straighten this out with me. So I said, okay, I'll go talk with the guy for you. So me and my brother-in-law, and I had this Italian guy with me. We, 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 we go, go to his car there and on the outside of the car but the guy I'm with my brother-in-law he's smart he stays with by my side but the guy my the Italian guy he, he goes inside the guy hits the gas and oh, takes off wow. takes off with the dude right so my oh my god and I, I see he, he takes off takes off and he's parked down about a block down the street where, where we were talking so I'm running toward me and my brother-in-law were running towards this car where it was parked and I I, you know, I start cursing that buddy for taking off like this, and I grab my friend and say, get out of the car, you asshole. So as soon as he gets out of the car, I, I hear in the, about 10 feet behind me, hey, you assholes, and then all you can hear is gunshots and bullets flying, you know, bing, bing, Whoa. bing, and we're running now. And you can just hear the bullets hitting the, you know, glass. And, wow. Uh, Who was shooting? 
well, that's the thing. You see, the the, the they had, he had it all planned. Oh, it was we a were supposed to get into the car, and then he was going to stop there, and then they were going to shoot it. You know, take oh, us out or so whatever. It was a setup. It was a setup. But I like I, I wasn't going in the car. I know better than going in somebody's car. But the guy I was with, he he didn't. He was just like I said, a stupid. Anyway, so I, we I got it. We 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 got out of there safe. So anyway, so I I tell my friend who the guy. I said, okay, drive me. I knew some, uh, uh, you know, some bikers. I said, take me to the to the, to some people that I know, which were bikers, right? So I go down there, and I had, and I the jewelry that I had, I ended up selling it for a bunch of weapons, right? I call it gear. I have a bunch of gear, right? Anyway, so I, I said, because now I to myself, like I'm really pissed, and I don't right, want, this, yeah, you I don't want. I don't want this on me anyways no more because now this is going to be evidence in case I kill this guy, right? I don't want this no more, this, this jewelry. So I'm using this for for money. Right. So I buy all this weaponry and ammunition and all this stuff, whatever I need, I, I, I bought. So anyway, so, so as soon as I had everything, I said to my buddy, okay, now take me to, take me to my house, my dad's place. So he drives me there and it was late at night and... So I, you know, I go to key and I, I go down to the, I, I creep tiptoe because my dad's sleeping, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to the basement and I stash it, you know, in, in the basement. Right. And it, and I, you know, I go back up the stairs and I close the basement door and I creep back outside and I go to the car and say, okay, let's take off downtown. You know, I did what I had to do. So come morning time. So come. Morning time comes. I'm on my way to my dad's house to pick up my my gear so I can go take care of business. So I have my friend with me, and we drive on over to my dad's place. Um, we parked the car. We and we both. I had him come with me. So we go inside the, into the house. I had him uh, stay at the front door, and, and there's my dad. He's in the kitchen, sitting down, having his coffee. It was morning. I says to my dad, you know, hey, dad, how you doing, buddy? I, I'm okay. And I said, okay, cool, you know. So anyways, I go down to the basement and uh, looking for the, you know, to get the gear and, and it's not there. And I'm like, what the hell? And it's not there. So one, two means one thing. My dad found it. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So anyways, I go back up the stairs and I says, dad. Where is it? He goes, where's what? I said, you know what I'm talking about. Where is it? And he's playing stupid, my dad. Now there's a reason, and but and I go, where where's 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 that where's that bag? You know what I'm talking about, dad? Where is it? He says, I don't know what you're talking about. And he, you know he's playing playing dumb to me. So while I see his vacuum cleaner, he has this vacuum cleaner that he just loved. It was a filter queen. He paid like five hundred dollars for it. I think my mom had a filter queen too. She loved it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, my dad loved it. So I so I see this filter gun. I grab it. I grab it and I take off down the hall with it. My dad, hey, you mafia bastard, where you going with my vacuum cleaner? And I just my buddy opened the door. So we. We, we scurried out the door and I got his vacuum cleaner I throw in the car and I take off with his vacuum cleaner so uh, we go a couple of blocks I say pull over I want to use a phone back then there was pay phones 
So I go to a payphone and I says, I phone my dad up. I says, Dad, I says, he said, hey, you mafia bastard, bring me back my vacuum cleaner. I said, Dad, I said, I'll give you your vacuum cleaner, but I want my, my stuff back. I said, you're, you're playing stupid. I said, mm-hmm. oh, he says, listen, David, you bring me back my vacuum cleaner. You understand? Mm-hmm. I said, Dad, I'll bring it to you. I have no problem bringing it, but I want it back. Yeah. He says, I will, I will give it to you, but you have to come alone, okay? I said, okay, I'll come alone. So anyway, so... Uh, uh, we, we drive me I tell my buddy to drive me back to the house. I said, you stay here, okay? He said, yeah, yeah. So I, I grabbed the vacuum cleaner. No, I don't even grab Go to the house first. And, he, and I said, okay. He says, you got my vacuum cleaner? I said, yes, Dad. He says, I don't see it. I said, it's at the car. He said, go get it. I said, Dad, if I get it, you're going to give me my bag? He says, yes, I'll give it to you. I promise. I says, okay. He was come alone. I said, okay, okay. Now, I wasn't getting coming alone at first. Right. So, I go back to the car, I go grab the vacuum cleaner, I bring it to the house. He says, lock the door. I said, okay. I lock the door, and I give him his vacuum cleaner. <laughs> the big exchange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big exchange. So, he gives me the bag with, with my guns. He says, open it up, check to make sure everything's there. I said, yeah, okay. So, I opened it up. And you know what? They were all cleaned. Wow. They were, they were oiled. Wow. And my heart just melted. He says, David, David, he says, he used to call me, he was mad, he used to call me Mafia Bastard. Right. Because that's what he, his linking was, because of my friends, right? He says, listen, you Mafia Bastard. He says, I don't know what you're going to do with this stuff, he says. He says, you're going to kill somebody. I don't know. He says, and you brought somebody here. And they and then, and if you guys get arrested, he's going to tell the police that I gave you all this weapons and right. stuff. Right. Okay. Where did you get and the guns? And you know what? Yes. I was even thinking, you know, Mr. Mr. Intelligent here, you know, I, I felt like a heel, man. Right. I said, I was so apologetic to my dad. I said, yeah, dad, I'm so, so sorry. And you know what? Uh, I gave the old man a hug and a kiss. And you know what? He he was he was almost. You could see the tears in his eyes. He was so concerned about me. He says, wow. "Please be careful." I said, "Yeah, I'll be okay. I'll be okay, Dad. It's no big deal." But yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> but I tell you, it was it was quite the trip over this vacuum cleaner, man. I tell you, he loved that vacuum cleaner. But you know what, man? He loved me more because he uh, he he had those guns. Those guns were shiny, clean, man. They were like brand spanking new. Yeah, my uh, I was uh, my heart melted, man. My heart melted. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, he was absolutely right. He was absolutely right. I was not thinking. I was not thinking. I, I was, you know, I was had so much pressure going on. You know, I had bull- I was just running. I had bullets flying over yeah. my head just the day before. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, I mean, like I was, do- we were dodging bullets, man. You can see uh, pottery breaking from them missing me. You know, and uh, yeah, I had a lot on my mind that day, man. And uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking. Plus, you know, he's my yeah. I just wasn't thinking. My dad right. was doing the thinking. God bless his soul. Yeah. So, it, but it, it was quite a story. It was over this vacuum cleaner, though. It was. Uh, it was. It had its com. It had its comments. To yeah, it totally. It's comedy, but it, but again, he was looking out for your best interest and and himself to do yeah, not of just course, me of and course. himself you know he's, he, and uh, more than me I, I, I would you know I wouldn't want anything to happen to my father you know no, what I'm saying of course not 
Yeah, so no, no, he, he did the right thing, man. He did the right thing. And uh, yeah, I never forget this story, man. I uh, never forget this story. I'm glad I was able to say it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Your boxing match, your, you dedicated uh, that fight to your dad. Why don't you break down the circumstance of training for the fight, all the obstacles that you had to overcome, and then ultimately winning you know, the, the yeah. match? Well, yeah, well... No, remember this. This happened. This incident with the vacuum happened in 1983, 84, somewhere like that. And now I'm I'm doing. I just finished doing time. I just finished doing 12 years in the penitentiary, and um, I'm getting ready for a fight, uh, a commando challenge fight, uh, U.S. U.S. military versus the world elite military. So this is supposed to be. Oh, cool. Yeah, this is supposed to be a military personnel, active military personnel, right. and non and non active personnel, military personnel fighting against each other. And it was right. a pay per view. It was a pay per view event. Cool. And I got on this fight card because this guy knocked out a Canadian, and uh, the promoter wanted somebody to revenge this loss for Canada. Right. And, cool. uh, yeah. So, um, anyways, so I'm training for this fight and. Um, and this was in the summertime of, of uh, July, no, June, I, I was training for this fight. I got the, the nod for the fight in June, and the fight was in August, August 10th or something like that. My dad's birthday was July 22nd. So come July 4th, I get a phone call, I was in Vancouver, that my father had passed away. Oh, my condolences. Thank you. And... Um, yeah, I uh, I had to uh, I had to stop training and uh, I had to go to Toronto and take care of my father. Right. And my father, um, his last wishes was to be buried back in Malta. Well, that's where he was born, and that's where my mother was from, and you know, same same island. So uh, my mother, I, I had brought my mother with me to Toronto, and we did show my father there and uh, to. His, family and friends there and and then I flew his body to uh, Malta and while I was in Malta you know I did my road work and you know I still trained on the weights but no boxing just kept myself strong in that right and now it was you know late July and the f- I had to get back to uh, Vancouver I figured well you know uh, I can do a week of sparring there and then you know I can make my way to North Carolina because that's where the fight was in North Carolina Right. There's a, there's an army base there and a, a big place. That's where we were fighting, and the pay-per-view event was there. So I flew back to um, to Vancouver, and uh, I did a, a week of training in Vancouver, and uh, and then um, once uh, was my you know ready to fly out to uh, to North Carolina and all that, I you know I made my way to the border and. Uh, because uh, I I didn't leave from Vancouver because I, I had a criminal record of course and I wanted to see if I would m- be able to, to make it so I I planned to to go on a bus and then if I made it then I have it my ticket would be in the airport in Seattle which I made right so anyway so I made it to Seattle I made I made it to uh, North Carolina I was there for a week doing promotions and I did the fight I ended up knocking this guy out and. Uh, 56 seconds of the first round wow yeah it was a, it was a big deal 
Um, well, you sent me yeah. a video of it. I'm going to post it on my uh, Vancouver True Crime Instagram page so the listeners can watch that clip. Good, good. Yeah, it was, it's a uh, don't blink. Uh, like I, uh, I knocked him out in 56 seconds. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was good. I had a lot. To, I wasn't at first. wasn't going to go to this fight, you know. I, but it was my good friend Rico. God bless his soul. You know, he 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 told me. He said, Dave. He says. You go, he says. He says, if you don't go, Dave, you're going to hurt somebody, man. Because he knows me, you know. He says, you need a release. Right. He it was says, a good outlook go. for you. Yeah, he said, you, you can go hurt this guy legally, buddy. <laughs> and he was absolutely right. You know, I needed to I needed her to go hurt somebody, you know. I needed to go hurt somebody. That's Because that's who I was back then. I was, I, I had mental issues. And uh, I needed to hurt somebody, and I did go hurt somebody. I hurt this guy, knocked him out in the first round. And the strange thing was, you know, before the fight, you know, after the fight, before the fight, we said after the fight, because we were there for a week, so we got to meet each other, and, you know, because we were promoting this fight. And this guy's name was Jacob Sellers. And the day before the fight, the day, the day of the fight, he says to me, hey, man, the, the loser buys the beer. I said, yeah, okay loser buys the beer so anyways so we're at the bar at the end of the night and he says to me you know Dave he says he had a scar on his face he, he got in a car accident and uh, he had a big scar on his face he, and he says you know what I when I got in that car accident and my head hit the steering wheel oh god this yeah he says the punch was harder than that the blow from the steering wheel he said wow and even at the bar, he says, "I'm, I'm still screwed up." I'm, he says, "I'm, I still." He, I, he was concussed. Right, I con- right. Uh, yeah, I concussed this guy. You'll see that when the, uh, you'll see it on the thing. I dropped this guy right to his knees, man. This guy was a tough marine, man. Tough marine. What weight class was it? This was a hundred uh, light heavyweight. He uh, was one hundred seventy-three pounds, and this guy was a hundred and seventy-three pounds, but. He looked like he was about uh, two hundred. This guy was all muscle, man. Right? Yeah, I remember. Like, I remember the clip. Yeah, he was a big dude. Yeah, he was a big dude. Like, and I, what me, what gave me the full confidence I was going to knock this guy out was that that day we, we uh, of the fight we got to train, we got to go loosen up, you know, right. or do a little bit, you know. And I was in the lobby, and when he came in, I go, "Hey, buddy, did you have a good workout?" He goes, "Yeah, I just." Bench three hundred and sixty-five pounds for four reps. Wow! And I and I exactly what? Yeah. And, he, and and the expression on my face, he thought I was doubting him. Right. But I but he said no, I did, I did. And I, I said, oh, I believe you. But my thing was how stupid. Yeah, it's wrong training for for boxing. Yeah, like, especially right before, to, especially right before yeah. a fight. Right then, I, said, I knew I was knocking him out. Yeah. I, right then, I knew I was knocking him out. Because uh, he was the way he was punching, he was punching. Because you know, when you're you, you got that your arms and you're pressing, and he was punching like that. You yeah. Know what I mean? All yeah. I had to do was come straight down the middle, which I did. And he come running into it on top of it, and he came in. He got hit hard. So yeah, that, that was uh, yeah. So that was I. I uh, that was for my dad that fight you know you know I, I, I always I was hard on myself for a while because my dad was really concerned because I just got out of the penitentiary that was my first fight in 
boxing fight in 14 years wow and here i am and here i am stepping in a pay-per-view event right and this and this guy just finished knocking out a marine right and my dad you know he loved me man he said dave i know you're tough and i know you know but you you know just you haven't fought in 14 years and you know he started my dad was an alcoholic he drank beer and and because he loved me so much and all he knew was was to drink and he started drinking whiskey you know to to because of his emotions and his nerves worried about me right he drank whiskey and it killed him it, oh. it just yeah and, and i took it to heart thinking it was my fault which right. wasn't my so fault there's a lot of guilt around his death yeah too. there was guilt there right anyways uh yeah so uh it, it, yeah I, I i it made me feel good that uh i know he, he saw it in heaven i i knew he was there so well, yeah. well, thanks for sharing the story. Uh, you know, you, you sh- you've been very generous of like you know sharing you know really deep emotional and personal stories on this podcast, and you know listeners really love it. And, and they're you know I get a lot of feedback, and uh, it, when I even when I post that I'm going to do a podcast with you, people are pretty excited about it. So people are you know they're they're like they're liking your stories, and and um, I really appreciate you taking the time of you know doing this and and it's really cool thank you well it's my pleasure you know if, if there's one thing i want out of this out of this podcast if if i could help some one person man you know like listen buddy you know like i'm not i'm not doing this to promote myself as i was a, this bad dude and i i'm a, you know some kind of hero no 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 hey man i survived a nightmare man and i and i put my family to shit you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they still stuck so, with you. And they stuck with me. That's what this show is about. Yes. What this, what this, this podcast is about. So what I'm trying to tell you, people, if you're out, if you're doing anything stupid like I was doing out there, man, hey, man, listen, when you go down, when you get, if you if you get killed, that's if you don't get killed or you don't get crippled or if you don't yeah. OD, yeah. you know, get out of it while you can. Yes. You know, uh, get out of it while you can, because you know what? It's your own. You nobody. You know, nobody. Everybody says they love you because you got a dopey bag there, and they're all your friends because you got a bag and you got money and you're buying the drinks. But when all that is gone, yeah, you're, you're by yourself. You're by yourself. They're not gonna come and see you in jail. They're not gonna come see you in the hospital. It's just your family. Yes. It's just your family, man. So don't don't believe this uh this lie about your these people telling you they love you and they'll they die for you and they'll kill for you that's all bullshit yeah don't believe that people okay don't believe that all my friends most majority of my friends that were down with me they get their hands there's not there's only one or two alive everybody is dead yeah and i talk in a lot of crews i've been with a lot of crews yeah i've been with you know the italian crew the portuguese crew the greek crew the french crews you know i've been with a lot of crews you've seen a and, lot you know, you've seen a lot, lot. Yeah, yeah i've seen a lot yeah. and i've done a lot yeah I, i'm a true survivor I, you know god has a plan for me and this is part of this plan i believe is this podcast so I just want to put that out there, man. If anybody, you're listening to me, if you can get out of what you get out of, get out of it while you can. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's all I got to say. God bless you all, man. 
Well, thank you, David. I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to uh, continuing doing this with you. It's my honor. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. God bless you, my friend. And God bless you out there. Okay, take care.